Hi there, it's me, Leslie, and I wanted to come on and chat a little bit today about what we take for granted and how we don't realize something until we don't have it anymore. What's changed? We don't realize how fleeting something can be. So it is Thursday, May 18th. I'm heading home actually early from work. It is my, our daughter's prom. She's in grade 12 and tonight is prom for her. So heading home early so that we can get some photos and then head to a community park where the graduating class is gathering for uh, some photos ahead of them going off to prom. And what prompted me to come on and, and have this time with you and, and to talk through this idea of taking things for granted, I was listening to a podcast episode about uh, how we can increase our longevity and vitality through, obviously, some fitness and uh, through nutrition and, and what have you. And the, the episode of the podcast went down this path of when we're young, so whether that be in our teen years, our 20s, even into our 30s, we're not really paying attention much to how our body feels and functions on on the regular because it's just doing what it does. It feels good. We are often not negatively feeling impacted um, by what we can't do yet, right? Because we're in our, in our body's prime. In our 20s and early 30s likely, we aren't experiencing a lot of joint pain or uh, you know, flexibility issues and things like that, because we're moving mostly well. Obviously, there are folks who do suffer back pain and chronic pain um, at all ages and stages. Our daughter is actually one of those, those people. She, I think, suffers from a back injury uh, that she had as a child, and she's in physio physical therapy right now. And she does have regular back pain that's just ongoing and something she deals with regularly. So she's trying to work through that and, and use physiotherapy to help her. But, you know, most people, and, and I can think back to myself for sure, I wasn't too concerned about my flexibility in my 20s. I wasn't that concerned about my strength because I hadn't started losing my strength that I had from my teen years. And in fact, I was quite strong and was, you know, doing things like playing intramural soccer and, uh, you know, biking to and from work a lot and, and those things to sort of maintain that baseline of, of strength. Well, fast forward to my probably mid-40s, um, a few years ago where I realized that, wow, my body 
does not feel like it used to. Certainly, I noticed uh, extra pounds being being added, and they were harder to to take off. But I did not realize how much strength I was losing, how much muscle I was losing year over year, because I hadn't started paying attention yet to the research around it. And the research is staggering that unless we are actively working to maintain or build muscle as we reach our 40s, we are losing it at a rate of 8% every year. So me being someone who wasn't focused on any lifting of weights or doing any strength training, if I was doing activity, and I was, I was mostly focusing on cardio. I was doing things that I thought would be healthy for my heart. I wasn't factoring in the muscle loss that I was experiencing. But now I realize how that was impacting other parts of my life. And um, I will share very openly a, a very common issue that women experience, especially as they age, is not being able to hold their bladder. So bladder leakage, incontinence, whatever you want to call it, it's something we don't talk about. And uh, my staff team knows, my friends at work know that this has been an issue for me for for some time. And some people know it more uh, closely than others. And yeah, like I have struggled for many, many years. And it happened started happening to me before having children. So I used to say, I can't blame my kids for this. I had this problem before. But if I think back, I didn't have the problem as a teenager. I think it started happening in my late 20s, which is probably around the time where I was starting to lose my muscle mass. I was a very strong teenager, had very strong core abdominal muscles. In fact, when I had my appendix out from appendicitis, in and around the age of 18, I think 18 or 19, the surgeon actually said to my parents that my recovery could be prolonged because he had to cut through so much muscle in my abdomen. So, uh, you know, I went from being very strong in my core to having pretty weak core strength. Uh, I wasn't doing much to, to, um, maintain it or to build it. And I honestly think now that I'm doing some reading about women in their forties and beyond around strength and menopause and perimenopause, I think my incontinence issues had very strong ties to my lack of core strength and how I was losing muscle in my abdominal wall. And I hadn't really considered that really until this week when I started realizing the connection there. Um, And I will say, even though I'm drinking way more water consistently than I have for years and, and maybe for my entire life, I'm drinking way more liquid and water. I do not have the same urge and incontinence issues that I was having you know, a year ago or even, you know, eight months ago. So it's really, really, really interesting to reflect on, on those, 
pieces that are all interconnected. And again, no surprise, when we are so cut off and disconnected from how we feel or really picking up on the interplay that our nutrition, our mindset, our well-being, our strength, our flexibility, if we're if we're not tuning into that, it's very, very easy. And I speak from a place of knowing intimately well how we overlook it. We take it for granted. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that idea of in my 20s, I 100% and in my early 30s too, I took for granted my body and the strength and what I was able to do in a day. And then by the time I started to clue into my body can't do what it used to be able to do. And I, I want it to still be able to do many of those things. What do I need to do to change this? Can I reverse this? Is it even possible? Do I even bother? All of those questions. And the, the good news, the great news is that we can reverse things. And in fact, if you are sedentary, like, you know, you're not active, you're, you're not, you know, doing much right now to actively work on this, you have incredible gains that you can make and, and huge strides, but it's going to take time and it takes consistency and it takes you being clear on why what is your why? Why do you want to do this? Why is this important to you? What will be different for you? Right? Those types of things can help you imagine what the future might, might be for you. And I've had people say, well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do what you're doing. I don't want to be up as early as five or five thirty and doing my workouts. And I'm like, that's cool. I only do that because I choose to do that because I'm awake anyways. I am not getting less sleep than I was before. And in fact, if I go back in my Fitbit um, sleep tracking data, uh, I will say that a lot of times I'm still getting more sleep even though I'm getting up regularly. You know, sometimes between 5 in the morning, 5.30. Sometimes it's later. Sometimes it's 6 or, or 6.15. It depends on the day. But in truth, my sleep is, is a challenge for me and it has been for, for many years at this point. Chalk it up to perimenopause, menopause, whatever. I'm also an early riser. I'm a morning person. So I said to somebody recently, I said, rather than me be upset and bitter about being awake at 5 a.m., I don't let my, my mindset go there anymore. If I'm awake and I'm feeling like I can't get back to sleep, and, and this is most mornings, I get up, I take care of the dog, I let her out, I feed her, and I put on my workout clothes. I don't give myself permission to sit on my phone anymore and scroll and begin looking at work emails or scroll on Facebook or Instagram insert whatever social media app, because that would be my, my previous habit, my, my previous thing. Oh, well, I can't sleep. You know what? I'm going to be angry about that. 
I'm going to be resentful about that. And I'm going to spend this time drinking my coffee and being angry and sitting on the couch. Not helpful. It didn't serve me in the least. This is serving me. And even on days like today where I freaking struggled, I didn't struggle getting on my workout clothes, but once I pressed play and it was a cardio day, I did not have the energy that I often can bring to a cardio workout. I modified much of it. I actually stopped a couple of ways through because I just wasn't feeling it. But did I stop the workout completely? No. I continued to make it through. I got through the end of the workout. You know, I I finished. And that served me. It felt better. It wasn't my best workout. And that's, that's fine. That's okay. Because it's better than me not trying. It's better than not pressing play. And if I had chosen partway through to stop the workout and maybe flip over to a yoga or flexibility class, that's okay too. All of those things are still serving me, right? And, you know, one of the things that I hear often from from the trainers in the platform I use is the only failure is never trying, never showing up, right? We only fail when we quit. And if I think about the last number of years, probably the last decade, maybe nine, nine years, I was failing myself. I was quitting on myself. In my mindset, I didn't think that it was realistic anymore to make changes in my physique, in my joints, in my mobility, in my strength, etc. Okay? So, yeah. Those years I was failing myself because I had basically given up and believed that the way I was, was the way I was. And, and, you know, I might as well just suck it up. When I had that experience, and if you've listened to all my podcasts, you'll, you'll maybe remember this from a previous episode. When I had the experience of going skiing with my daughter and with a friend and I had to turn to my husband and say, I didn't think I could ski anymore, that experience was very humbling and it was a great motivator because I said it out loud to my husband and then in my head, I'm like, WTF, is this really what you're going to allow to happen? Are you really going to allow this to happen to you? And that's when I was like, no, I'm going to try and make a a difference. I'm going to try and make a change. This is a last ditch effort. I had tried working with a personal trainer. I had worked with naturopaths before. I'd worked with some pretty uh, not so great diets before. I'm embarrassed to say that I went down some of those paths because, you know, desperation at times does these things to us, right? And so this time I really wanted to try something that 
maybe could be sustainable for me. And I, I feel I found that because I do feel even when I get off track, I just know what I need to do to feel better, to feel stronger, to feel less bloating, to sleep better, all of those things. I now have a roadmap that I didn't ever have before and nothing ever felt like it could be something I stuck with or came back to on a regular basis. So don't, if you're in your twenties, if you're in your teens, if you're in your thirties, do not take for granted where you are at today because where you are at today will not always be available to you. And we, we don't realize it until all of a sudden we wake up and it's like, I don't feel like I felt like I was, you know, 28 years old. Or I don't feel like I felt like when I was 30 years old. Or you wake up and you're 45 and you're like, what the heck happened to me? Where did the version of me go that uh, wanted to be different, right? So don't take that for granted. And know that no matter where you are at, if you are in your early, uh, you know, adult life, great. Continue doing things that will maintain and build your strength and flexibility. If you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, know that you can make changes. You can make gains. You can build muscle and gather and gain more flexibility. It's, it's available to you. And I would love to, to chat with you if this is something that interests you or intrigues you because, um, yeah, it's been, it's been incredibly life-changing for me to, to go down this path and to educate myself more. And some of it has just been that is leaning into the learning aspect and leaning into learning about how our body changes and then knowing those tweaks that we can make. And it isn't necessarily about getting up at five and working out. That is not what it has to be for everybody. Sometimes it's just about nutrition. Sometimes it's just about minor tweaks, but um, otherwise we, we do need to make some changes. All right. Take care, everybody.